audio. Welcome to Doc Talk, a weekly podcast featuring Monument Health physicians addressing medical topics. Tune into your health with Monument Health. Hello, my name is Mark Houston. Welcome to another edition of Doc Talk with Monument Health. And joining me today is Dr. Michelle Crone from Spearfish, Monument Health and Spearfish. And today we are going to talk about infertility. Welcome to the show, doctor. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. So you are you are 100% local too. Yes. This is where you've made home. Yes. <laughs> I'm from Rapid City, but yes. Uh, awesome. And you said uh, we were talking uh, just before we get on here, you've got family here. Is that kind of why you just decided to hang in the area and stay yeah. around here? I, my husband's from Iowa, so oh, okay. I brought him back here and he <laughs> fell in love with the area. And then once we had kids, it was nice to have my family here. That's, uh, well, you know, Iowa, there's a, there's a lot of flat in here. We've got the, yes. the, the scenery, so I, <laughs> I can see where he would like it. Yep. Um, so why, why did you pick uh, infertility for your practice, doctor? Actually, infertility is one of the things that I'm most passionate about um, and most interested in. Really? Yep. So uh, is, is it just, uh, you know, kind of a, a high school thing or even before that you, you just got kind of wrapped up in it a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I, I actually have a personal history of infertility. Okay. Um, and so I have a lot of experience myself going through that process and feel like it, that experience is really helpful with patients as oh, well. Absolutely. So how, I mean, I know there will be a, 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 hopefully a, a, a lot of men that tune into this as well, because we're going to answer some questions um, uh, here in just a little bit, but I know this is this this is concerning to to any couple that wants to to have a child. Yeah, obviously. So first off, I think when it comes to infertility, how how common is this? Yeah, it actually is becoming more common, um, mostly because people are waiting longer to have kids. Oh, so sure. as you get older, you're not as good at reproducing. So it actually affects about 15 percent of couples in the U.S. That number seems very high. Yeah. Wow. So what what classifies as as infertility? So let's say you're getting ready to to want to start your family. How 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 do you know that it's time to go see the doctor? Yeah. So I always think it's important to make sure you're up to date with all of your, you know, um preventative care, immunizations, that kind of thing. So if you haven't been to see your OBGYN, I think it's a good idea to go in and just, you know, get up to date with all those things. Um, and then it's a good time to also just have a discussion with them about, you know, what's normal, what's not normal, if there's things that you need to do to prepare. And then at the point that you need to see them to discuss infertility is when it's been a year of unprotected intercourse without a pregnancy, if you're less than age 35, or six months if you're over age 35. And then any women over age 40 should be seen right away. So do you do you recommend when people are about to start a family to talk to their OBGYN and doctor? I mean, yeah. it seems like a lot of people are like, well, I don't know why I would need to go yeah. do that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a perfectly natural thing that we all do. Why, yes. why is yes. that, you know? I do think it's important because, you know, as women are waiting to have children till later, there's more and more women with medical conditions that are high risk for a pregnancy or medications that may need to be switched when they're, you know, when they do conceive or prior to conception. Um, and just making sure that they're up to date on immunizations, all of those kind of things. So what what is kind of the 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 optimal age, I guess, for reproduction <laughs> in I mean, is there, is there a set number that you yes. guys kind of use yes. as a guideline? So actually, optimal is before age 30. Really? Mm -hmm. 
And anything after that then gets yeah, tricky. Yeah, female fertility really starts to decline at 30 and a lot at 40. Well, is there anything is there anything that's uh, that's in the scientific pipeline now that that is 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 I'm, I'm, I know what you do is kind of helping to extend that. But do you see a time down the road where 30 won't be the benchmark anymore? Do you think that'll that'll change in any sense? I, I don't think so. I mean, I think we have a lot of options for treatment now. Right. But for natural conception, you know, it, it's just not going to get any better. Oh, that's that's I mean, it's in a way that's kind of a bummer because so yeah. many people <laughs> want to uh you know, they want, they want to live a bit before yep. they go start a family. Yep. And I, I know that's what my wife and I did. We were married for 10 years uh, yep. before she got pregnant. She was, I think, 34 years old. And I remember her OBGYN saying, well, okay, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. I, guess, I guess good luck with it. But it, yeah. I suppose that can be scary then, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so what can you do then before coming in to see you to kind of optimize fertility? Yeah, I think it's a really good idea to track your cycles. So that when you come in, we can kind of talk about what your menstrual cycles are doing. Um, make sure that you know all of your history, any family history, things like that. And also it's important that the male comes in too, because we need a male history. Right. I, I don't think guys, uh, that's one thing I, I would really like to stress in this particular podcast is you play a very large part in this. Yeah. It is not just the the woman's yeah. issue when it comes yep. to this, correct? Yep. I think you threw out a number that was kind of shocking. Yeah, 40% is actually male factor infertility. Really? Yep. So what uh, then on 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 the men's side of things is it is it is it similar i mean what what you know some of the things they have to do as well or what yeah they, what you were so so there's certain things that can affect male fertility age actually begins to decline at 50 for men so older um there's environmental things so occupational exposures um substance abuse can affect sperm counts um over exercise weight things like that um, and so the, the nice part about that, though, is it's really easy to test men. You get a sample, you see if there's a problem or not. Well, that's interesting. Then why, why is it more difficult for women to test women? So women have more involved. So okay. they have ovulation, they have to have tubes that are open, and then there also has to be a normal uterine cavity. So there's a lot more things that can affect female fertility than male. So what can people expect when, uh, when you meet with when they meet with you in the workup for infertility? Like, like what, what do you recommend they do to prepare to see you? Yeah, so I think, you know, just, just coming in with all the information, like I said, tracking their cycles so that we can see if there's a problem there, if they have a known diagnosis of something that can affect fertility, like polycystic ovary syndrome, endometriosis, um, if they have a known uterine anomaly, things like that. It's super important to be seen sooner rather than later. So I guess we the next question that kind of might come out of this then is IVF, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and what's is is this is this the kind of the next step? Is this what's kind of next you would recommend then? Yeah. So the, there are a lot of things that we can do. So if there's an ovulatory dysfunction, there's actually oral medications that are cheap and easy that oh, we can really? give women to help them ovulate. Um, tracking cycles. So a lot of women don't know that there's easy ways to track cycles at home. So even just kind of educating women about their fertile period, that kind of thing can help women get pregnant. Um, sometimes surgery can be indicated if there is something like a structural abnormality, like a fibroid in the uterus or something like that. Um, and then 
the other thing is mild male factor can be treated with artificial insemination, which is actually just kind of cleaning the sperm and putting it back into the uterus. We do that right in our office. So does does something like IVF, does it What's its success rate? It's high. So really? I, yes, IVF is so IVF is becoming more and more common. So after you failed these treatment options, or if you had something like severe male factor or tubal factor, things like that, um, those are indications for IVF. The hard part is our nearest IVF center is Sioux Falls, Denver. Oh, really? We don't have that option here. So those patients are going to have to travel for IVF. Okay. But success is dependent on the cause, the infertility cause, but it's upwards of 50 to 60% per cycle. I mean, it's really successful. Now, I know you'll get uh, women and men that'll be listening to this, and they have grandmothers or mothers Mm -hmm. that are giving them all kinds of just terrible advice, right? (laughs) So again, can't stress enough, Go see someone like Dr. Crone if you're having any issues or if yes. you're ready to start a family. Don't genuinely listen to them, although you love them. They're <laughs> your parents. Um, but you must get you must get some people that come in that have some some odd questions uh, to ask. Uh, and one thing we talked about earlier was that it's it's not just a female issue. And I, yep. I'm sure a lot of women come in and they feel all the pressure. Yep. Right. So you would recommend, look, go get your partner and bring them in here Yep. because it's not just you. Yep. <laughs> right? <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> uh, so what about, um, what about things, you know, a, a lot of people maybe feel uncomfortable coming to see you. Mm-hmm. So they want to go to the drugstore. Yep. And they want to buy a bunch of stuff to test for infertility. Yep. Do you recommend that? You know, there's a lot of products on the market now, um, and I, I always ask patients, you know, how much does this cost? And it'll be two, $300 for oh these God. crazy devices that are supposed to help them with their fertility. Um, I think that it actually can be a very cheap, easy thing to monitor your fertility. So um, there's lots of information on basal body temperature. So you just check your temperature every morning and you chart it. Um, monitoring cervical mucus. And then there's also little strips called ovulation predictor kits, which are, they cost about 20, 30 bucks a box, and they can just use them to track their fertility or track their ovulation. So those things are kind of cheap things and they're very good. And I think then just meeting with your OBGYN with those things can be really helpful to figure out if there's a problem. I don't think you need to spend two, $300 on these devices. And I feel like there's a big market for, you know, these women are desperate to get pregnant. And right. so there's all these new products that guarantee you're gonna get pregnant. And I don't think that they work any better than those cheap options that I discussed. Well, and I just can't stress enough. I, you know, go see your doctor. You, yes. How many years did you go to school to yes. learn this stuff, right? I mean, yep. you, you will have the answers most of the time. Yep. And you can point them in the right direction. Um, is is there anything else that, that, that maybe you wish um, uh, uh, wasn't a, a common knowledge when it comes to infertility? I mean, I know I was asking you to think about that a little yeah. bit before, but are there some things where you know, it's, it's just total BS. And yeah, I think the biggest thing that bothers me is what families will tell patients is if you just quit worrying about it, you'll get pregnant. Oh, that's the worst. Which is I'm, the worst <laughs> thing you can say to somebody who's trying to get pregnant. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing will add. Well, like stress has to play. A, and there a, are. Yeah, there are studies that show that stress actually does decrease fertility rates. 
so you know, be supportive, people. Yes. Good heavens. Yes, but just just not thinking about it, not trying right. has never proven to get somebody <laughs> pregnant. So uh, thank you so much, Doctor Crone, for coming in and talking about this. And I know um, I'm going to probably think of a lot more questions when we're done here, but I'd love to to have you on again at yeah. some point to talk about this a little bit more. And I think we will uh, again have you on another episode. We're going to be uh, we're going to be talking about. Uh, pelvic floor yes. and some of the dysfunctions that can happen with that as well. Yep. What can be done? Uh, I'm, I'm, again, very interested in that stuff. Um, although I'm semi, you know, it's a little embarrassing. I don't quite know how to ask some of these questions. It's not as fun to talk about. <laughs> right, here we go. Uh, but again, Dr. Uh, Dr. Michelle Crone in uh, at Monument and Spearfish, thank you so much for stopping. Thank you for having me. Doc Talk with Monument Health is recorded live at Home Slice Studios, hosted by Mark Houston, edited by Russ Hatton, engineered by Chris Jaquist, and produced by Kelsey Kinney and Rob Henry.